Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Two thousand nine was a pretty good year for movies. We had Inglorious Bastards, District Nine, Watchmen, and one of my favorite all-time comedies, The Goods, with Jeremy Piven. Now, seriously, if you haven't watched this masterpiece of a comedy, go watch it. So, when James Titanic Cameron released this incredibly expensive. 3D movie with blue aliens set in a faraway planet called Avatar. Well, I was in. The movie was called Avatar, not the planet. The planet was called Pandora. So anyways, there I was, popcorn in hand, date on my right, and the movie begins. Now, I love movies. I can honestly say that film is one of the reasons I wanted to get into media. And I like trying to find those nuances and subtle messages from the director hidden in their movies. Watch a Tarantino movie. Watch a a, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. You're going to find all these like little messages and tie-ins to other movies. You know, that's one of the things Tarantino does great. He, He creates this universe and it's all tied together. And when you start watching these movies, you're like, oh, I can see this. I can see that. It's great. Avatar was as subtle with its anti-American, anti-military sentiment as an IED. It was everywhere. I thought it was hilarious that they used contractors as the villains, since I guess test audiences didn't like the Marine Corps being named as the bad guys. So they called them contractors. The characters were former Marines, also stupid to say, And I don't recall if they were addressed as veterans or not. That probably wouldn't fly today. But they kept things like name, rank, and uniforms. But definitely not service members. No, no. These guys aren't American military fighting men and women. My God, that would be blasphemous. They're contractors. Like evil Blackwater, you know? Boo, greedy mercenaries, boo. So as a former contractor myself, this movie can suck it on that front too. Contractors are an integral part of every deployment and sure, they make more money. Not all the time, but sometimes. And there's reasons for that that we can get into in another show, but even demonizing contractors is kind of shitty. Anyway, 
the definitely not service members ranked in uniform villains at one point stand in front of a slatted window. Then I shit you not hit the pause button on the briefing scene and you'll see it's an entire American flag, 13 stripes and everything. Where the stars should be, you can clearly see the outline of five zero, as in 50 states. Subtle as a dick kick, my friends. We are the bad guys here. Now, let me take a second to say that sometimes, and in the past, we have been the bad guys. I get that. Ack acknowledged message received this movie was released in 2009 height of the wars in the middle east we get what you're doing james cameron we get it but if you've got a point to make then make your point and say it james taliban cameron decided to make a multi-million dollar passive-aggressive movie towards the u.s military that's not standing up for what you believe that's being cowardly. Now, Jim Isis Cameron has gone on the record to explain why he did what he did. And in typical Hollywood fashion, did the I love the troops bullshit and said that Jake Sully, the traitorous, uh, the, the, the traitorous former Marine in the movie, the hero of this movie was in fact an homage to the Marine Corps. My man, homage means special honor or respect. Jake Sully, the quote-unquote hero of this movie, literally betrayed everybody on his side, dis disobeyed orders, and pretty much did everything that a Marine wouldn't actually do. Homage, my dude? Homage? I'd see on what planet is this an homage, but apparently it's one on Pandora. For two hours and 42 minutes, I clutched my seat in anger and disappointment. I was really looking forward to this movie. I thought it was going to be great. The reason I didn't leave was because of my date. Can't just get up and leave her there. Although, I did do that to another date, which is a story for another time. Uh, <laughs> but when it was over, of course, folks were gasping with wonder at the incredible 3D, and I'll, I'll give the movie some credit. The 3D was dope. I mean, absolutely phenomenal, especially for the time. It was a love story, et cetera, et cetera. I've heard it compared to Dances with Wolves, which, great Kevin Costner movie. At least in that movie, they weren't trying to be super subtle. <laughs> you know who the good guys were and the bad guys were, yada, yada. I walked out and immediately asked out loud, and my date, of course, heard me, what the fuck was that anti-American bullshit? Also, unobtainium, unobtainium. <laughs> you misspelled oil, Jim. Just say oil. We get it. My date thought the movie was great. Until I started pointing out all the anti-military, anti-American nonsense. And it was like, well, that's less magical now. I really wanted to like 
this movie. I even tried to watch it again a couple of times, even most recently, like a month ago. I tried to watch it. I tried to ignore the politics and see it for the sci-fi movie it is, for the sci-fi movie aspects. But holy smokes, the politics are inescapable. The hippy-dippy nonsense is inescapable. How come no one's talking about the, fetish, the, the, the fetishization of native people throughout this entire movie? Once again, the natives are, are this supernaturally attuned people and they, they're into nature and they're all like, oh, we are, great, we are one with the great eagle spirit in the sky or mother tree or whatever the hell this movie had. No one wants to point out how cheesy and semi-racist that is. We know you're talking about Native Americans, Jim. We get it. Jesus Christ. The trolls in the Harry Potter movies took a world of shit because folks thought they were anti-Semitic. But, but Pandorians get a free pass? So it's, it's 2022. All right, 13 years have passed since the original Avatar was released. And we are now poised for the release of its sequel, Avatar, Way of Water, Son of Avatar, Avatar Returns. And this time it means business. It's going to pick up where I guess we left off. Jack and his merry band of insurgents fighting the Empire of America. An entire generation of disenfranchised kids who know more about the death of the latest 20-year-old mumble rapper than they do about 9-11 have a chance to point at their uncles, aunts, moms and dads, brothers and so on and declare them part of the problem. You're part of the military-industrial complex, man. You were out there getting oil, fighting for this and that. Honestly, folks, I don't. I, 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 how much oil have we gotten out of this whole deal? I haven't seen a whole lot of return on investment. Maybe that's another issue for another episode. But we're the bad guys. Want to know why Jimmy Passive Aggressive Cameron released this film when he did? Because the audience is perfect for it. They are ripe for the picking. Kids who know little to nothing about the last 20 years. Great time to dazzle them with special effects and a not so subtle message. That we were, are, and forever will be the bad guys. Don't worry about that contractor ship blowing up with 20 on board. They're contractors. Boo, contractors. Not American service members, but we love them. We love our service members. See my yellow ribbon? My social media picture says I support the troops. Those are nasty contractors. Greedy, selfish contractors who look a lot like service members. <laughs> They're super bad people, though. Those indigenous caricatures of Native Americans, those guys are the good guys because they're attuned with the great spirit in the sky or trees or water now, I guess, or whatever. Now, I'm not saying it's part of some Hollywood agenda. Maybe they have one. Maybe they don't. But who is they exactly? 
I don't know. I'm not weird enough to be in those circles. Nobody's telling me about the latest Hollywood agenda. But it does feel like an opportune time to put these messages in kids' heads. That we're the bad guys. I've said for a long time that pendulums swing both ways. That right now, veterans and service members are in this protected social class. That you have to screw up big for folks to overlook your veteran service member status. But what happens when that pendulum swings in the opposite direction? You get baby killer and warmonger. You get spit on, villainized in film and music, television, the internet. That's what happens when the pendulum swings. Is it swinging now? Are we on the precipice of being public enemy number one? I don't know. I think it's inevitable, really. We will be around long enough to be the villains of our own stories. The next generation may wonder why we were ever celebrated at all. They'll look back and go, what were we doing? Why did we give these baby-killing warmongers these, these oil-hungry psychos, these people and their free market ideas, these capitalist pigs, why did we ever give them a holiday? Why did we give them parades? Why did we support them? Terrible idea. While they make these accusations and demonize us, some veterans will quietly remove their I served stickers. License plates will go back to being normal state license plates. While others double down, they'll double down on their service and accept the cancel culture. They'll take their canceling like a man or a woman or whatever they identify as. They'll take it. In this weird post-military pride world where service is where you go when you can't get more than 10,000 followers on your TikTok. That's how you know you failed. You have less than 10,000 followers on your TikTok? Uh, you're probably going to have to go join the army or something because I don't know how you're going to live. Despite my hatred for this movie and its sequel... Which is real bummer because I've liked so much of James Cameron's work. I have. I have no doubt I'll be dragged into this movie by my wife. <laughs> who doesn't care for politics. And thinks this movie is beautiful. She liked the first one. And she's looking forward to the second one. I really wish I could see this movie through her eyes. She understands my perspective. God knows I've been vocal about it. But it's only that. It's just a perspective. It's my perspective. I'm not saying that if you watch this movie, you are 
anti-American or anti-military. I've watched the movie several times. I have helped pay for Jim Cameron's uh, kids to go to college or whatever. I've paid his uh, his ranch mortgage or whatever. It doesn't make you a bad person. I don't know what it makes you. Doesn't make you a good one, doesn't make you a bad one. She sees the movie as just that a movie. She loves the beauty of the art. She loves the CGI. She loves the story. And for her, it's about a love story. For her, it's it's about something different. Maybe I'm just jaded and I can't appreciate a creative's outlook on the world. Maybe I need to lighten up and take the movie at face value. Or maybe James Cameron sucks. Avatar sucks. The way of water is going to suck. And I'm a bad person for knowing that I'm going to pay money to him to see his movie. But hey, I never claim to be the good guy either. What other movies do you think are passive aggressive against the military or America? Is Marvel guilty of this too? Was uh we 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 know that Hydra was primarily Nazis, but they did infiltrate the uh, the American Shield. Huh. Shield Nazis Americans? Oh, Marvel, don't drop the ball. Don't 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 hurt me like that, Marvel. I can't I can't take it. Is Superman considered an American citizen? And does he have a responsibility to the American way? Remember back in the day, it used to be truth, justice, and the American way. Now it's just some some truth, maybe some ju- justice. I don't even know. Those are, those I don't know what the hell Superman would, would stand for nowadays. He probably considered uh, a right wing a crazy illegal alien wearing all that red and blue. Which side is he on? Either way, we need to kill Superman. I think that's where we'd be at in society. We would be all about killing Superman, which is kind of ironic because in in the last movie, they they made him out to be like a a Jesus figure. Anybody else remember him? looking like he's on the cross floating around in space as the sun brings him back to life, you know, last son of Krypton or anyways, I, I don't need, that's another one that didn't need uh, subtlety, just hit you over the head like, hey, uh, by the way, uh, Superman is Jesus and uh, now you have to accept that, accept him into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Uh, and I have no doubt we would kill him uh, today because that's what we do. Uh, I don't think he would have survived much further than uh, maybe the first time he he saved a a bus full of children or he went to another country and saved some people. I'd be like, well, you shouldn't have saved those North Koreans because those are bad guys. We we, we need to kill Superman now. He's a North Korean sympathizer. Who knows? That (laughs) kind of went off the rails. I'm Rod Rodriguez. This was The Back Brief. I'll see you guys next week.
all-star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.